0: We are here for the Friday Faith Follow-Up as we are talking this week about forgiveness. This is our final episode in our little three-week mini-series about building a great Christ-centered marriage. Um, Not that we're done talking about marriage, but doing three in a row. um, We're going to, you know, hit on some other family life topics over the next few weeks. But I did want to follow up today about digging into a little bit of what scripture says about forgiveness, because this is such a huge topic, not just in marriage, but in all of life. Um, But it certainly has a huge influence on the satisfaction that we experience in our day-to-day lives of being married. So we talked in our main episode this week, episode 66, about the common cliche, forgive and forget is that even something God wants us to do? Is that even possible? And uh, and talking about how do we forgive some of the practical steps, whether it's kind of the day-to-day little things that we need to forgive or or some of the big deep hurts that can happen in our marriage. How do we go about actually forgiving our spouse, let alone anybody else? But today I want to dig into three biblical truths about forgiveness, and this absolutely impacts our marriage, um, but in reality it impacts every relationship that we have because every relationship is going to require forgiveness at some point or another. So don't forget, um, if any of these episodes about marriage have been particularly helpful for you, we do have a new page on the website with several different resources for building up your marriage. Whether things are great today or a struggle today, it is always worth investing in our marriage. And so you can visit loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash marriage to find um, all the resources we have today. And over time, we will be adding more. So that is going to be your go-to place for resources about building up your marriage. But as we zoom in today on forgiveness, let's start with the first biblical truth that uh at least that I want to talk about. I'm not going to say these are in order or, or even that they're the only biblical truths about forgiveness, but as I have dealt with this issue with so many couples in the counseling room and in my own life as I've studied the scriptures. These are three biblical truths that really have jumped out to me. And the first one is true forgiveness is a beautiful thing. It is a holy and godly experience. And one of the main places where I see this is in Psalm 103. This is, um, it's a pretty short psalm, I think it's 22 verses, so I would really encourage you to take a few minutes this week, uh, or this weekend, if you're listening to this in real time, and it is Friday morning, um, take a few minutes this weekend and read through Psalm 103. It is a beautiful song of praise to God, and it, it basically lists out different reasons why we praise the Lord. And the very first reason that it gives us is... He is the one who forgives all your sins. And it goes on from there. Um, I'm going to just like roll through a few of the things that are highlighted in Psalm 103 about why we praise the Lord, because he's the psalmist is telling himself here, praise the Lord and don't forget his benefits. And then he goes on to list those benefits The Lord forgives our sins, he heals our diseases, he redeems our life, crowns us with love and compassion, he satisfies our desires, he renews our youth, he works righteousness and justice for the oppressed, he makes his way known to us, he is compassionate to us, gracious to us, he does not harbor anger forever. And here's a big one friends, in verse 10, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his love for those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us and it goes on from there but those verses really help us see this picture of how God forgives us like we talked about in episode 66, he doesn't just forget our sins as if they never happened. He intentionally removes them from us because of the blood of Christ. And he chooses to treat us not as our sins would deserve, but treats us as he treats his own holy and perfect and righteous son. That is how God forgets. <laughs> That's how he forgives and forgets, not by actually forgetting, but by purposefully removing our sins from the front of his mind. And it is such a beautiful picture in this psalm of what forgiveness should look like and can look like. And then we see later in the New Testament in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, specifically tells us as Christians, as Christ followers, forgive as the Lord God forgave you. And as we talked about in our episode um, this past Tuesday, we can't do that without God. We need to pray for a heart and a spirit of forgiveness. But that is our first biblical truth that we need to hold on to. It's hard and it's painful and it's messy to be hurt and then forgive someone. But doing it in the way the Lord has done it, truly forgiving someone is a holy, godly and beautiful thing. So let's look at our second biblical truth, we see in the words of scripture that forgiveness is an act of obedience and that Jesus will never ask us to sacrifice more than he already has. If we read the life of Jesus, particularly in the Gospels, as he's being betrayed and killed, he is sacrificing everything. He is going through physical, physical, torture. He is emotionally distraught. He's been betrayed and abandoned by his closest friends. And he is enduring spiritual separation from God that because of what he did on the cross, we will never have to endure. And we need to remember as we strive to have forgiveness in our marriage, that it is ultimately Christ who has forgiven us. We see this in Ephesians chapter 1, We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. We see this in Matthew 26, when Jesus is doing communion for the first time at the Last Supper. He takes the cup, he gives it to everyone to drink, and he says, this is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. We have been forgiven of so much more than we could ever be asked to forgive someone else for. We will have to sacrifice. We'll have to sacrifice our pride. We'll have to sacrifice our vanity and probably a number of other difficult emotional experiences. But we will never have to sacrifice more than Jesus has already done. And simply we are asked to obey. Um, And the first step there is prayer. Asking for a heart that is willing and able to forgive. So let's look again at um, our third biblical truth about forgiveness, which is we must not only forgive repeatedly, again and again and again and again, and we talked about that a little bit in episode 66, but we also must forgive everything, even the biggest, most unbelievable debts Christ calls on us to forgive. And we have two particular scriptures here that I want to reference, and I would encourage you to go read them on your own and pray about this because they can be really difficult to wrestle with. But in Luke 17, verse 3, we see Jesus telling his disciples, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. Okay, so he's not saying don't pretend it didn't happen. (laughs) You need to address it. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Now, there are plenty of other scriptures that highlight the reality that it's not all about their forgiveness. We have a responsibility. I'm sorry. It's not all about their repentance or their apology. We have a responsibility to forgive because God calls us to do that. Now, the relationship might not really get restored if they are not repentant. But right here we see in Luke chapter 17, a very clear command from the Lord that even if we are sinned against seven times in a day and seven times they come back, we must forgive. And the number seven, um, just as a side note there, it's represented in the Bible. It really means, at least at, at that time culturally, the number seven represented completion and perfection. It was like the the perfect number. So saying, even if they sin against you seven times, is really like saying, even if they're sinning against you again and again and again a thousand times in one day, that was kind of their way of saying um, like to completeness or to perfection in an incredible amount. And we see this same reference to seven coming up again in Matthew 18 where Peter is asking Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Like, really? Why should I do it the complete, like every time it happens? And Jesus says, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. This is an ongoing process, my friends, in our marriage. We will need to forgive again and again and again and again. And there in Matthew 18, Jesus immediately goes into a parable about um, the king who forgives someone who owes him an incredible debt. And then that servant goes out and refuses to forgive someone who owes him a pretty large debt. And when the king finds out, um, he's quite angry. <laughs> he, does not, um, he does not handle that well. And we, we can understand that. If you have been forgiven an incredible amount then it's simply selfish and cruel to not give that same forgiveness to other people who owe you a debt, other people who have sinned against you. And we know from just the quantities Jesus talks about in this parable, like the incredible amount of money that he's using as an example, we have to forgive even these huge debts, these huge sins. And again, that's not easy. It's not something we just forget and everything goes back to normal. It's something that we really have to wrestle with. But we do see this biblical call to forgive again and again and again, no matter what it is. And my friend, that is all something we have to trust Jesus to help us with. So I just wanted to highlight some of these three biblical truths about forgiveness. And I would encourage you to read through these scriptures, Psalm 103, um, Ephesians 1, Matthew 26, Luke 17, Matthew 18, um, lots of good stuff. There's plenty of other stuff as well in scripture about forgiveness. But when you're struggling to forgive your husband, these are three truths that we want to cling to because they come from the word of our Lord. So let me close this out today, my friends, with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your willingness to sacrifice everything for us so that we could be forgiven. And I pray that your Holy Spirit will fill each of us with a heart of forgiveness, that you will soften our hearts toward our husbands, that you will bring unity and peace and reconciliation in our marriages. I pray for those, Lord, who are listening today who are trying to forgive incredibly deep pains and hurts in their marriage. And I pray that you will help them, that you will come alongside them, comfort them, lift them up, carry them through this. I trust, Lord, that you will give them what they need to move forward in the right direction. And for all of us, Lord, who day in and day out, there's little things we need to be forgiven for and for which we need to give forgiveness. And I just pray that you will not only prove yourself faithful to help us to do that, but that we will be faithful to you, that we will allow ourselves to feel the pain, acknowledge it, turn to you for help with forgiveness, and that we will move forward in healing and in restoration. We thank you most especially, Lord, for your forgiveness of us, and we pray that you will help us to live more fully into that truth in our lives. And I pray all of this trusting in the name of Christ, the one whose blood has redeemed us and forgiven us. Amen. Friends, we will be back next week with a topic other than marriage. (laughs) But until then, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.